welcome, one and all, to episode uh, 40 or something, I think. You you could have said 10 and I would have been like, yep. Yeah, <laughs> but there's somebody out there that probably kept track and they're just shaking their head in disappointment of, of, of They me. should contact us then. Yeah, right? Give us organized stuff for us. Hey, we're game. Uh, it's a feminine critique. Uh, I'm Emily. I'm Christine. I'm Erica. Yay! So now if, um, well, first of all, I'm just going to give a quick disclaimer. If I sound like a nine-year-old boy today, it is because I am slowly healing from a evil cold that has attacked my throat and ears and nose for the past week, which is really fun. Seriously, everybody should try it. And anybody <laughs> that's been in contact with me in the last week probably has. Uh, but you ladies are doing good? Yeah. Yeah, I'm okay, I guess. <laughs> I'm currently downing airborne because both my boss and her daughter have head colds yep yep it's going around trying to avoid that but other than that all is good okay uh yeah down that because it it is that time of year as they say every time of year anything happens that it's easy to say that about on today's show ladies what we be talking about I don't know, Erica. Do you remember? <laughs> it's been a while since I watched the <laughs> movie. I'm not sure. What were they called? <sighs> Step down. Yeah. Don't well, even. You could do well, that I'm, about fast like, five. Quick and, quick and angry. Yeah. <laughs> what is the one movie this year that I've seen in the theater twice? Uh, yeah. Step up. All in. All in. Wait, is it five. Step Up All In? It's Step Up All In. But yes. it's the fifth one. It's the fifth one. I'm okay, kind of annoyed cool. that they did that. Because I've been complaining about the Fast and the Furious franchise not numbering their sequels. So it it really could have been Step Up 5 all in. I didn't... Exactly. Like, they could have thrown a number in there. And this is such a sequel where, like, you can enjoy it without having seen the other ones, but all of the characters essentially come from other movies. So it well, is a sequel. I have insight into um, someone who's never seriously sat down and watched one of them Ooh. seeing this one. Okay, I So too, I can actually. attest to some of that. Awesome. We'll get there. So now, uh, the other movie we're covering? Fast Five. Fast Five. My long-awaited review that I feel like no one's going to be as excited as I am for. Somebody out there is. I'm sure Chris's mother is is listening, waiting (laughs) to hear what we have to say about this. Uh, So, yes, those two movies we'll be uh, be talking about. Uh, Before we get to that, uh, ladies, what else have you been watching as of late? Well, this is always difficult for me because it's like months since I recorded with you. True. Um, so I'll just pick some highlights. I well, I saw Guardians of the Galaxy, but that feels like old news now. Yeah, that's last show. That's what I said. I was like, that's yeah. about a month ago, but yep. I saw that. <laughs> yeah, I still so, remain one of the last few people who hasn't seen it. But um, I saw that. I rewatched Cabin in the Woods one night when I couldn't. I I was up at like four a.m. and couldn't sleep, so I watched that. Nice. I love it. So um, after I saw Step Up All In about two months ago, I rewatched two, three, and four. Ooh, okay. Yeah, I did one, two, and started three, and then forgot that I was doing that. I really yeah. That. I, sl- I fell asleep during four, but I definitely actively watched two and three. Um, uh, is and your then, ranking still the same where two is your favorite? I just haven't, like... I don't know. Two has a special place in my heart mm-hmm. because yeah. two is the best one, Emily. Yeah. That's what you don't understand. It has so it has the most moose, and I just like I like Andy. I don't know. I me too. That's why five might be the best one now. It's true. <laughs> I don't know, but a three to me is where it just fully commits to just being all out eighties dance movie. But I I understand the love for two. I love two. I just 
three is is uh is is my jam. Um. Yeah, so yeah, I watched half of four, and then our subscription to Showtime, our free subscription to Showtime, ran out, so I couldn't fin- I couldn't go back and watch oh, that again. That's sad. Um, the, the last forty five minutes of dancing. Yeah, I oh. did. I was I passed out cold. That's um, sad. I think that's really all I watched. Aside, well, I watched half of two different Tinkerbell movies um, because <laughs> I work in a home that has a three-year-old in it um those are far i've heard people say it before that they're far better than they have any right to be and they really are i was like these are kind of cute like i don't really have a problem watching these well, let's see one was like the secret of the wings i forget what the other one was i want to know how they end though i don't know how they ended so i'm guessing tinkerbell lives well, I don't think she was ever in danger of dying. Oh, okay. I was trying to use some logic there. So you're right, then. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that's all I've seen. I haven't been to the movies. I'm going tomorrow to see Tusk. I'll, I'll tell you what I'm going oh, to Oh, I'm intrigued to hear what you have to say about that. I'm I'm excited for it. But mostly because I know... Well, I, I'm, I'm like the last holdout Kevin Smith fan of everyone that I know. Um, yeah, yeah, I think you are. I am. I still love him. And I listen to Hollywood Babylon every week. And I know that he, like, littered the movie just with, like, podcast references because okay. that's where the movie came from is from Smodcast. He was, like, talking – he was totally baked talking to Scott Mosier and was, like, I should make a movie about a dude who turns another dude into a warus. Um <laughs> And that's basically where it came from. So, like, I know there's, like, a ton of, like, Easter eggs for the podcast listeners throughout the movie. So, I'm excited about that. But I also, I like, I mean, the cast, it's a great cast. And it's interesting. I liked Red State. It's interesting to see him do something else. So, I'm excited to see that, um, which I'm going to go see tomorrow by myself. (laughs) Nothing wrong with that. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Okay. I think I'm done. All right. That was good. Um, Thanks. Well done. I well done. A round of applause. I haven't watched much. I feel like we're rewatching a lot of episodes of The Simpsons. Oh, we, are we? You say that kind of but, angrily. No, but I'm trying to think of what has taken up all my time because before we were finishing up Fringe, and that takes up some time. But um, yeah, I watched Edge of Tomorrow. Edge of Tomorrow. Oh, the exactly Tom one. The worst named the worst movie, title movie. Oh, ever. <laughs> Such a forgettable title. Um, what did you think of it? I haven't seen it, but... It, I really liked it. Ooh, okay. Um, so that's what I've heard from everybody. It did a lot of things super right. Um, it's a movie like that that, you know, at its core is repetitive. Right. Um, can, it can be tricky, but they did a lot right. Um, I was talking about it yesterday, and in mid-conversation, I forgot the title of the movie. Yeah. Um, so a shitty title, and the the trailer was so shitty too. Yeah, they the trailer did not was really know bad. how to sell that movie. Mm-mm. It's good though; it's really interesting. I've heard people complain about the Emily Blunt character and how she like starts as this like kick ass strong lady, and then they right. kind of relegate her to like nothing. But like, you can't really. I don't feel like you can complain about that too much because it starts off as Tom Cruise's movie, like it's his okay. character. So to, to, if you wanted it to shift focus onto her, then you wanted a movie that they weren't movie. making. Yeah. Right. Gotcha. But the, um, the original title, I guess, of the book is all you need is kill, which is also a pretty shitty title. I think that's way better, but it's hard though to imagine. Okay. Imagine the guy doing the trailer saying Tom Cruise, Emily Blunt, all you need is kill. 
Like, well, everybody would have made fun of that title. I don't think it would have flown. Uh, well, I, a lot of people actually really like it. Like, a lot of nerds. It's um, a Japanese book, isn't it? Yeah, I think okay. so. And they made it into, like, a graphic novel. Um, but they rebranded it. And I guess the real title is still on it, but they've rebranded it as Live, Die, Repeat. That I think better. that's real good. I, I think that, well, that's, I think, what the tagline was for the movie. Yeah, but they're like, if you, if you Google it, if you think of it, or I'll put it on the, the page, there's, there's, like, DVD covers that say, Live, Die, Repeat across it, and at the very bottom it says, Edge of Tomorrow. Edge of Tomorrow. Live, Die, Repeat. Edge of Tomorrow. Well, I think that's smart because it's one of the most forgettable titles ever. I would agree. Um, I rewatched The Mist for some reason. Ooh, okay. Um, I like. I don't know. I just did you just watch like, it in black and white? Always. Yeah. Um, that movie makes me cry like a crazy person. It's a rough one. Erica, where do you stand on that? I like The Mist. Yeah. I do, and I own it on Blu-ray. Actually, yeah. I think last, uh, either last Halloween or the Halloween before, I was talking to Mike about it, and I was like, you haven't seen it? And he was like, no. And I went out that week and bought the Blu-ray and then nice. made him watch it in black and white. Yeah. yeah so, it's... the black and white is so good. I agree. It, it really, especially because um, e- even at the time, some of the effects were a little... Oh, it solves the effects problem yeah, so and much. Still, it's still hold up even rewatching it like i don't know it's gonna yeah. be like two years well, since i've seen it and the thing that they do in the movie that you don't i think notice so much i think i noticed it from the commentary is all of the military are wearing outfits from different time periods so it's huh. like the one guy's wearing like a 1940s era world war ii and then another guy's wearing something from the 80s and so on and it's just and the movie itself is pretty time not timeless but there's like, there is like a fifties attitude about it, and like technology isn't that big a thing in it. So when you put it in no, black and white, not. it just it makes perfect sense, and it just it could be a fifties monster movie or it could be set at any time. And the black and white, I just think, sells that so hard. That's a good point. Yeah. Look at you being all smart. Well, you know, I read uh, stuff. Uh, in, in, in an attempt, I can't talk. In an attempt to watch more movies, I started watching documentaries at the gym on nice. my phone. Yeah. Um, instead, <laughs> instead of like, um, so you think you can dance or somebody's got talent, which there's nothing wrong with those shows, nothing but I, I don't typically watch them. But the documentaries are good at a gym because they're like, you have the subtitles on. They're, like, yeah. A lot of those ones on Netflix are like 45 minutes. So it's like, okay, I'm going to get this workout in and end it when it's done. Yeah, it's it's been a good experiment thus far. I watched a movie called Hot Coffee. I don't know if you oh, saw it. Oh, I have Netflix. seen that. Um, it it's about the lady the lady that spilled McDonald's coffee on her lap. Yep. But it's it's that's only what it's about for like the first half hour, and then it's about all other like loopholes and cases yep. and how our systems all messed up. It's really interesting, mildly infuriating. Yeah. Um, it fe- it's an hour and a half. It feels long. That's the yeah. only reason I wouldn't give it a higher rating. It, it It's like, wow. Because it's very episodic, right? There's yeah. like so many different stories they're telling. I think that's a detriment to it because yeah. it, you're. I, I was really checking my watch, like, how much longer is this? Yep. And it's only an hour and a half. <clears throat> I watched um, something else that is my recommend, and then I watched The Unbelievers, now, I'm sure a lot of people know a lot about this, but I do not know anything about the two guys this is about. Um, it's like two guys whose names I can't think of that don't believe in religion and evolution, um, religion and all that stuff, and 
um, go on speaking tours and they're famous and write books and stuff. Um, it's really interesting to have that scientific view, like science over religion. Okay. Super interesting. Really great. But then it gets real heavy into atheism at the end and like okay. goes to like an atheist rally. And there's just something about atheism sometimes that throws me off, like an well, attitude. The, that comes when it, to me, when it gets aggressive, it's kind yeah. of, yeah, the point of atheism generally is that you don't support religion, so now you're actively not supporting it, and you're making it, it into it, a battle. And it seems like a lot of energy to throw into something. To throw about that something that you just don't care about. Yeah, yeah, I agree. So it took a turn towards the end that I would have liked to have heard more science stuff and gotcha. more like, more like, this dude's name I can't think of and people who care are going to get mad that I don't know what I'm talking about. But this guy, really passionate about science and, you know, things that can be proven and fact, like arguing with, like, a cardinal, that's that's interesting to me. Right. But then you talk to, like, um, Penn Jillette about atheism and I'm, like, wandering out of the room. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. Or, or off the elliptical, as it were. Now you talk to Teller about atheism and you just... It gets very quiet. Yeah, it does. It's really <laughs> contemplative. Yeah, yeah, very much. And that's it. I really didn't watch anything. Okay, well, we recorded not too long ago. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Thanks for making me feel better. Yeah, well, you know, I'm nice. You really All right. are. I, I buzz through a lot because I've been doing a lot of watching movies on my commute again. Um, so a few that I went through. Uh, this was my classy watch that I watched was The Cranes Are Flying, Russian movie from 60 something uh this one they talked about on gentleman's guide a while back or they talked about another <laughs> movie that this director had done it is it's about russia um or it's set in russia during world war ii so it's kind of uh from the point of view of a woman who's you know whose boyfriend is in the service it's one a wonderful movie it is beautifully shot uh very feels much heavier it's only about 90 minutes but it feels like the kind of movie that is just deeper than that um and just in terms of the shooting of it it's one of those movies that i think like every filmmaker has probably seen and referenced there's a lot of very long shots a lot of like handheld shots that they weren't doing at that time so it's a high recommend it's, i think it's a criterion release so it's out there the cranes are flying uh then i decided to go the opposite route and follow your lead christine and i watched authors anonymous oh yeah and you live oh my Facebooked god it. this was so bad wasn't it so bad um this here's the thing about bad movies of which we know i love bad horror movies are one thing bad dramas are one thing because they usually turn up funny but a bad comedy is really painful because it's trying to be funny and it's not funny and it has to be a certain level of bad to be funny bad Mm -hmm. and this was yeah so it's a big bang theory chick who's also a producer on the film yes which i found a little well it's fascinating because they set her up as sort of like the one who's like doesn't want to just be thought of as like the pretty girl except the whole point like her character goes through so many things (laughs) where it's ultimately just about how she's the pretty girl like she sells a screenplay and then starts sleeping with a wealthy author like all of this stuff that's so negative to her character Uh um chris klein i've always hated and he's like he really every time he when he played i said this on facebook and i mean it when he's talking earnestly it always seems like he's going to drug and date rape you (laughs) he's just so unsettling terry polo's trying really hard and it's unpleasant to watch yeah Uh, there's like all these subplots that just get thrown out like it it was just really bad 
told you. And I guess it was trying to make fun of people who say they're writers, which is a valid thing to make fun of. It could have been real funny. Yeah, like the the thing it was going for, I got, but it didn't. It was just not made by somebody who knows how to make movies, so it just wasn't good at all. Um, so that was Authors Anonymous. It is, again, if you are fascinated by just movies that don't make any sense as a movie, go for it. But um, it's really bad. Uh, on Instant Watch, a couple of things. I watched a movie called Omnivores. Or Omnivores. Did I talk about this last time? I don't think so. Okay. It is a horror movie from Spain. Very well made. Looks great. Ooh, like and new? It's recent? new. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, I think, like, two, 2013 or so. I didn't... Oh, cool. It. I didn't recognize the anybody associated with it, mm-hmm. but it is. Um, it's really well made. It's beautifully shot, and it is about uh, this like upscale journalist who starts investigating these like private dinner parties, and of course, it leads to a private dinner party where they serve human. Mm. Um, so it's a cannibalism movie. Uh, it, it's a little icky, but the ickiness I think is handled really well because it's. Like, there's some really gross stuff, but it doesn't feel gratuitous because you're watching them eat humans, so that's what yeah. you can see. Um, and it just, it was really, I thought it was very, very sharply made. So it's, uh, and like the look of it and the sound of it, it all kind of, like, the, I thought the tone of the movie really all was very cohesive, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, so worth a watch. Um, a horror movie from the 70s called Schizo. Which mm-hmm. is directed by Pete Walker, who also did um, another movie I watched recently, and I can't remember the name. But he did a lot of these kind of slightly campy horror, British horror movies. This one's about a woman who, uh, basically, when she was younger, a guy killed her mom, and now he's back following her. I watched it because it said she was a figure skater, and she's a figure skater for, like, the first scene, and that's it. So I was kind of mad. But it's actually really good, other than that. It's... um. It's funny, it's kind of, it has that, like, very weird British dry sense of humor, but also uh, some pretty good stalking scenes and everything. It's a lot of unreliable narrator, is she crazy, is she not crazy, but uh, worth a look. It's one that I'd never really heard of that um, was on Instant, so go for it. Uh, Age of Dinosaurs, which is an asylum movie. Uh, Sounds like it. Yeah, it's fun. It's Treat Williams is in it. I love Treat Williams. It's there's dinosaurs in Los Angeles. They're made from computers and they don't look very good and they're eating people. Uh, uh, it's an asylum movie, but it's one of those asylum movies that isn't necessarily trying to be anything. Like it's not a mockbuster and it's not a Sharknado. Mm-hmm. So it's just kind of a quickly made goofy movie and I enjoyed it. Uh, it's a good like Saturday afternoon, turn it on the background kind of movie, I'd say. Uh, and there's some ridiculous stuff that's pretty amusing. Um, revisited one from my childhood, which was 1986's Invaders from Mars. Mm-hmm. Now on Instant Watch. Uh, I have very strong memories of it as a kid, and it kind of freaking me out. Um, it's directed by Toby Hooper. It was made... It feels like it's... The weird thing about it is I, I don't know who it was made for, because it's rated PG. It's like a child protagonist but it's a little too mean and gross to really be aimed at kids but Mm -hmm. it's not a toby hooper horror movie that's totally made for adults um the effects are great it's all uh practical effects by stan winston everything the martians look really cool so there's some really fun performances lorraine newman's in it timothy bottoms james karen they're all great karen black um but it's just kind of a mess 
it has a stupid ending. Stuff doesn't really make sense, but it looks neat. So it was one that it was, it entertained me, but I knew watching it that it was not that good. Yeah. Um, a newer movie that I just watched this morning that just came on Instant Watch, The Sacrament. The Thai West film. Oh, 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 that's on Instant now? Yeah, it just came on Instant. Oh. Yeah. Um. I'll have to add that to October Shock Scare. Oh, no, it's a, it's a good October movie. It's, shock Scare. It's tricky. Erica, you didn't see this, did you? Um, no. Okay. I remember a lot of people talking about it. Yeah, sometimes, um, outside the cinema of, did like a whole episode on it almost. Yeah, sometimes when a lot of podcasts talk about it, then I think I saw something when I didn't. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. So I think like in my head, I was like, oh, I think I want to watch that. But I didn't. But they went through the whole movie, so I feel like I saw it anyway. seen it, yeah. Um, I'd be curious what both of you think. It's it's Ty West, so it, it's well made. It looks good. It's Joe Swanberg, AJ Bowen, Amy Simetz. It's like his usual cast, and they're all great. Yeah. Um, I don't really understand why he made this movie the way he did. Oh, if you want to tell the story of Jonestown, which is a really uh, fascinating, interesting, scary story. It is. Why are you just telling me the exact story of Jonestown? Is kind of mm-hmm. what I felt. Uh, I don't know. It felt like I didn't feel like he was saying anything that wasn't already said with this happened in 1979 or whatever the year was. Um, yeah, I was kind of... It's it's scary, it's, it's effective, but it just felt really... In terms of why he made this movie this way, I'm really confused. Yeah. So I kind of want to um, wait till you see it and then hear what you have to say about it. Well, I would like to say it because I, I feel like I am constantly charmed by him and his movies right and i don't understand exactly what it is he's doing that works for me so well oh i mean i think he makes i think he's an he's a great filmmaker and i think he works really well with his actors mm-hmm. um he knows how to set up suspense and in different ways like uh house of the devil which is such an, a different um pacing of a movie uh and this one it's and he knows how to get the effect he wants to get from you. I just feel like he was trying to say something, but I don't understand what that was because it mm-hmm. he could have... I don't know why he didn't do anything different with his material, I guess. So I want to hear what you have to say about it. Oh, well, I will definitely look at it. Okay. Uh, we finished Roots, the six-episode-ick miniseries it's amazing Mm -hmm. uh anybody out there who hasn't seen it should really watch it it is so well done in every aspect it's wonderfully acted really effective it will make you cry and feel really bad if you're white um but just as really as like an american uh a great chapter of telling this chapter of american history that's ever told it is so good and it is holds up incredibly well so i'm keep pushing that uh, and then, last thing I watched, the fairly controversial Escape from Tomorrow, which is the gorilla oh. made Disneyland, Disney World. Oh, yeah. Land. That's, that's on Shocktober Fest list. I, did you like it? Um, I actually did. I was, I figured I would feel the way, what I, what I had heard about it was, it is amazing to watch in terms of what they were able to do, but yeah. that the movie itself isn't that good. I really liked the movie. 
Uh, it's very unpleasant, so I don't know that everybody would like it. Like, I wouldn't recommend it to everybody. Like, I'm, I, like, I wouldn't recommend it to Brannon, for example. I think he would hate it um, because it's really unpleasant. The characters are unpleasant. You, uh, you just feel kind of gross the whole time. It's very, uh, it's a surreal movie, but it's really interesting the way it does that like and part of it is just their limitations they're not Uh you know they kind of they work with what they have uh there's like some i know some complaints with that like oh the uh like the character of the wife is just such a shrew and it just feels so misogynist i don't think so i think you're seeing everything from this guy's point of view and i don't even think she comes off that bad in the end um yeah i i would like just love to talk to more people about it it's not 100% successful, but I think it is a really, for the plan of we're going to film a movie in Disney World, you could have made a much less ambitious movie than this one. Yeah. And I feel like he does actively try to uh, tell a really interesting story with it. So it's it's a recommend from me. Cool. Um, yeah, it's been on the queue forever since it came on instant and I haven't. Yeah, I, I mean, watched it. I wouldn't be surprised if you just hate it because I think I could understand anybody just feeling it was just kind of nihilist and hating everything about it. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I kind of liked it. Erica, you didn't see it, did you? No, I didn't. Okay, I was intrigued, but only because I want to see Disney World on on film. And it's there. I mean, it is there. It's but. I just always want to see Disney World because I haven't been in years and I want to go. Actually, I think we're going to go in January, but that's besides the point. Yeah. If you just I want just, to see Disney World, you're probably better off going on YouTube and just watching yeah. YouTube. Which I do more often than I'd like to admit. There is nothing wrong with that. And then just now I had on mute the uh, Law & Order SVU episode that had Hannah's mom in it from Pretty Little Liars playing yeah. an alcoholic who sleeps with her daughter's crush who's also a teen alcoholic. So, you know, oh, good. just my good way to end up the view. Yeah, so uh, that's that's my bunch. Uh, now, ladies, what are we going to talk about first? Oh, jeez. I guess Fast I Five. Know. Yeah, there you go. Okay. All right, so we're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back, and we're going to talk Fast Five. It's fan. It's fan. You know what the name is. I got some stuff that I want to bring up I had enough for the sake I might rape me Just need to love and hug and rise above what we do to us Cause you never know who you might need A slacker from the birds or a kid from the street Life is short and the world is small You never know when you might fall Stop the fight and it could last forever We're all here on this earth together Can't we all just get along? Hold hands around the fire and sing my song so we can live together in this happy place uh, Everybody get your smile going on Get happy, son, sing my song uh, Everybody get your smile going on Come on, can't we just get along? Yeah. United we stand, divided we fall yeah. Come together, we can all have a ball Say We're back now to discuss Fast Five now, this movie, directed by Justin Lin, who was the director on Parts 3, on Parts 4, and on Fast Five. <laughs> now, Erica. Yes. This, I know, is one that is near and dear to your heart, so why don't you uh, walk us through the plot a little bit? 
Absolutely. It is my favorite. Um, so it starts with Vin Diesel getting broken out of his jail bus. Um, and then, you know, everyone has to flee the country, so they leave. That is the way this one starts, right? Oh, yeah, no, it starts with okay. them breaking out. Because remember, I complained at the end of yeah, the last yeah, yeah. one that, oh, what about all those other prisoners they're going to let free and all those people that are going to die? And in this one, they establish very quickly that nobody was hurt. Yep. Yep. They did. I, you were both really quiet. I was just like, did I start with the wrong movie? Oh, no, no. Uh, yeah, we you, were just, we you were... could have, and I wouldn't have noticed. I really don't remember this movie. <laughs> well, let me refresh your memory. Thank um, you. So, uh, Paul Walker and his girlfriend bust Vin Diesel out of the jail bus, and then obviously they have to go on the run because they're wanted criminals in the U.S. So, they flee the country, um, and they um, they kind of like... I'm trying to remember how, what order everything happens in because it has been a while since I watched it. But anyway, they leave and then they come back together in Brazil and they meet a familiar they, – they find a familiar face. Do you guys remember? Kind of, from, but I thought he died in the first one. From the first movie? He did not. Yeah. Um, did somebody die in the first one, one of their guys? I don't remember. Okay. Oh, I'm yeah. Just... No. The, the, the skinny dude. Oh, the skinny dude. Okay. That's right because oh, that's like, also yes. what makes it the correlation to step up. I didn't know who you were talking about. So somebody from the first film. I was like, Vin Diesel. He's already in it, guys. <laughs> couldn't remember. No, Vince, Vince. 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 Yeah, that guy. I was. I was looking up his name. I couldn't find it. Um, so they they um, they get to Vince. Um, it's Paul Walker and Mia get get to Vince, and Vince is like, "I have this job," and Paul Walker's like, "We need money." So they do this job with Vince, and it's a little bit shady. Um, they're stealing cars off of a moving train, which is a really fun scene to watch. It actually is, yeah. So Vin Diesel shows up, and he's like, "Why are you going to do this job?" We said no more, and they're like, "We need the money." So Vin does the job with them, and of course, they realize in the midst of the job that something's not right and it turns out they're like stealing a car that for a, a very big brazilian drug dealer um who has like hundreds of millions of dollars um and they wind up with the, this chip that contains the information of where all of his money drop safe houses are so they're like all right we're gonna get the gang together we're gonna do one last job we're gonna one last clear- job it's always one last job. yep one last job we're gonna i forget how much a piece they were gonna get but it was like 11 million dollars a piece or something ridiculous it was a lot of money yeah and they're like, we're going to do this one last job. We're going to get all this money, and then we're done. We're out. We're we're not stealing anymore. We're not, you know, driving for stealing anymore. We're done. So they call the gang in, and everything progresses from there. So we get everybody back essentially. Yes. Uh, just <laughs> very simple. This actually is it was so good that we did this movie and Step Up Five together because both have a getting the band back together montage. I- Hi, I know. That's why I said we have to do these together. I know. It was I perfect. S- I saw the preview for Seriously, Eric actually timed it from the very beginning that, like, this is how we were going to do it. Um, I saw the preview for Step Up 5 and I was like, oh, this is just like it's Fast just like Five. five. Exactly. We have to do them together. I planned that. Brilliant. Yes. Absolutely brilliant. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so you have uh, my favorite from, uh, who my, my, I'm going to say my favorite character in this is Tyrese. Tyrese. Yeah. yeah, yeah Tyrese absolutely. is the best. And you have him and Ludacris together, and they're really fun together. They are. So that was good. Um, you get uh, Han back, because we're still in the past, so he's still yeah. alive, right? But could you imagine this movie without him? It would be, it would be very sad without him. It would be sad. So they did the right thing. 
You get uh, Wonder Woman comes back, and she was in the fourth one? Fourth one, yeah. Okay. Um, so then her and Han kind of get a little, mm-hmm. little wonderment on, if you will. Um, did I forget anybody? That's 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 all of them-ish, right? That's everybody from the movies, and then there's the two demolition guys. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, they're fun. Yeah. Uh, and then pursuing them, you get The Rock. Of course you do. Yes. So The and Rock is an FBI agent. Now, where does he have time to do that much weightlifting? At night when he's home. But, like, he's, like, on the road the whole time pursuing these guys. Like, does he just make sure that every hotel they put him at has a gym with, like, 350-pound weights? I'm sure that if he didn't, he would be in his hotel room lifting the bed over his head. That, I wish, maybe that was a deleted scene. I think it should be. I should say, I watched, um, I watched this on Amazon, uh, I rented it on Amazon, and I debate. It was such a hard decision for me because they had the theatrical cut and the extended cut, and I'm like, oh, I don't want the extended cut because I usually think these movies are too long anyway. But otherwise, I'm going to be asking all these questions, and Erica's going to say, oh, well, it was all answered in the extended cut, so I just watched <laughs> the extended cut. Uh, and I don't know that any. I have no idea what was what was in that that wasn't in the first one. Um, I'm like the scene where Tyrese is eating graham crackers. Was that in both cuts? Do you know? I honestly have no idea what the differences are because I've, I think I've only ever watched it like on HBO and rented gotcha. from Optimum, which okay. doesn't give me an option of which cut I'm watching. All right, well, do you remember Tyrese eating graham crackers? I don't really, but I don't. Okay. I, I just, I love graham crackers state, and I, I love Tyrese in these movies. So I guess that's why that stuck out to me. Um, the, the rock gets a partner. Yeah. Who is the last honest cop in Brazil. Right, because she like had some weird backstory about a husband, and then she became. Now, a cop. in real life, she's Thor's wife, isn't she? Is she? I think she is married to Chris Hemsworth. I thought really? he was married to a model. He's what? married to like a normal person. I, oh, I thought she was a model. Was her character she name Elena Nevis? She might be like a. Oh, I just wrote Chris Hemsworth as one word. Um, she might be like a a Victoria, like a. Victorian. Her name is Aleska Pataki. Elsa, yeah, Pataki. She grew up in Madrid. Oh, that is her, isn't it? Oh. She's married to babies. They probably have children who are going to grow up and enslave us all. I don't want to sound like a creep, but I really didn't think she was was like anything to write home about. I don't, I barely remember her. Was not Chris Hemsworth levels of hotness. I liked her. I thought she. Wait was a second. That's why I knew her. She was in Giallo. Yes, that's right. She Chris Hemsworth be... is married to the lady from Giallo. Yes. He just keeps getting better. I know. Yeah, when I realized that, I remember like, oh. I, I, I swear, I thought she was a model. Maybe she. She was. might have been a model at one point. I Maybe she because was... she was in things like Giallo up until recently, people were like, oh, she's a model. Well, she played a model in Giallo, right? Did she? I don't remember that movie. Oh my god, she used to date Adrian Brody? She is a oh, hero. That makes sense. I'm going to steal her life. But which Adrian Brody did she date during I think Giallo? it was um, Giallo, the Adrian one with Brody. Giallo, Adrian Brody. 2006 Adrian Brody is still when I was into it. Okay. The So yeah, so she's in the movie. Uh, we also have uh, Jordana Brewster who vomits, which, as we all know, when you vomit in a movie, it means you're pregnant. It means you're pregnant, uh, and that's a 
that's fine, I guess. It's a little subplot because it, it gives everybody motivation. And motivation to stay together because Vin Diesel was going to leave them again. Yep, and she's like, no, this is my family. I'm not going to lose my family. Yep, except she's not Southern. Well, I she'd be <laughs> so much more interesting if she was anything. Oh, I'm Jordana so Brewster? Is that who we're talking about? Yeah. Isn't <laughs> she, she the have worst? To be anything. I, I don't like her at all. I think she's so boring. She's and I'm going to tell so you, boring. I'm going to pull back the curtain and tell you a little story about my life. Um, I, a previous um, person I used to spend some time with was really into her and I couldn't figure it out. And I'm not that kind of gal. I used to be like, I don't get it. I don't like her. But it was like played off like, you're just jealous. She's like, you don't get it. I was like, no, really, I don't. I don't get it. I don't see it. What what are you talking about? She's either obscenely thin and boring looking or just boring looking. I can understand. Like, she has a a face that's very different for Hollywood. Yeah, but it's not. But she's just really dull to me. And I've seen her in a lot of stuff. She doesn't like... She could be one of those people that, like, on screen is a completely dud, and you're like, how does this person keep getting more? But then, like, I've never really seen an interview with her. She, in person, she could be the most charismatic individual ever. Right. I've never seen her, like, talk or interviewed or anything. Um, so she could be, like, the cat's pajamas. Just on film, she falls flat for, for me. Look, I'm going through what else she was in. Uh, she was in that the Texas Chainsaw Massacre prequel, quote-unquote. Yeah. Uh, which... She ain't no Jessica Biel, that's what I'll say there. <laughs> oh, she was in the 60s. Did you guys ever watch the 60s? No, uh, but I remember. Oh, my happened. God. It is so bad. Uh, she's, I mean, everybody's really bad in it. Um, oh, God. That, I've, I wanted Show Show to review that, I remember. When they were like, they mentioned it once. I'm like, they need to review the 60s. It was a mini series that was just really, really, really awful. Um, she was in that. I'm just looking at what she was in. She was in the faculty. That's what I right. In the fact we we love the faculty. Love the faculty. I still think she wasn't anything special in it. I don't know. I just find her really dull. I I do too. I don't, and it's not anything like I I don't like the way. I just don't think she's charismatic, and I she agree. doesn't like she doesn't. Every time she's on screen, I just kind of feel myself looking away. Yep, like she doesn't reel me in like i've never been like a crazy paul walker fan but i can absolutely say that he he makes me want to watch you know yeah i'm i mean i'm still i think by this movie um like the energy of the characters works better for me i still Mm -hmm. just find paul walker's character dull um but i'm a little more invested in him by this point yeah, I mean, I don't think that character has ever really developed that well. Um, no, but well, because it goes back, it's like, like, I'm a cop, no, I'm not a cop. I'm a cop again, I'm not a cop, I'm not a cop. But That's I, kind I of like, his development, I think. I think Paul Walker does a good job with the fact that that character didn't really have any, any qualities. Yeah, I suppose. He was a non-character. Now, I'm just going to say why this movie, um, so I'll, I'll say, I, I did enjoy this one. Mm-hmm. Um, more so than probably all of them. I would say probably even more than two. Uh, and here is why. It is very simple. And Erica, maybe you knew this going into it for how it would work on me. There's less driving and there's more punching. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's there is. Yeah, and there's also a storyline that I could pretty much follow. Because uh, we get a heist. Yeah. And I like heists because they 
pull everything together. Now everybody has a job to do and you know why everybody's there. Um, and so I think this one was just had a significantly tighter screenplay uh, coupled with more punching. I can see that. How did, how did you, how did you feel about the villain, Emily? Um, you know, what's funny when I watched it now, pulling back the curtain, we tried recording this episode a month ago and had technical Mm -hmm. difficulties. Uh, I remember when I watched it thinking, okay, you know, I, I feel like they, they got a better handle on a villain this time saying that now a month later, I can't remember who I, anything about the villain. I can see that. It was, okay, let me see if I can remember. The, the main villain essentially was a, like, Brazilian businessman who owned the city, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, and he's also, basically also turned on the FBI and just anybody, because he was just corrupt and needed everybody out of the way. Yep. Okay. Um, yeah, so better than most of them, because, again, it was clear this is the villain and he was a different kind of, he wasn't just drug villain the way the last couple movies have been. Um, he was a little more, uh, complex, I guess, in that, that he had bigger motives. Um, and then once, once you have the rock as the adversary of this villain, then it bumps it up a little bit too, I think. So better villain than the rest of the movies. Still not right where I want my villain to be, but. Okay. I was just curious because you have issues with him. Yeah, I do. I do. I, I don't, you know understand why they're fast and f- they're action movies an action movie needs a good villain this movie was an okay villain okay yeah yeah christine what do you think of the villain um okay i have i just don't think i can retain these movies i don't know why. they're not meant to be retained though like they're, they're thank pop- you for saying that because i i really feel like there's something wrong with me like i really don't remember a lot of what happened i remember little bits and pieces most of the stuff that i that i didn't understand but i watched these and i i don't understand why i don't understand so much um i think i'm trying to make sense of stuff that i'm not supposed to be trying to make sense of well this was the first one where i felt like i understood who everyone was in the main storyline because in the last few films, I'm like, I don't, what are, who are we after? Wait, what, what is, they're doing this elaborate car thing. What are they trying to do? What's the end game? And in this one, I think I followed it all the way through. Yeah, I, I think. I don't know why I mean, I, five movies, but. I guess, I, I mean, I got it and stuff, but then there were character choices I didn't understand. And, but as far as the villain goes, I didn't, I was never like, this seems, I mean, the ramp up and like the stakes seemed equal to the action and what they had to do. Right. So, I, I mean, I guess that says I have no problem with it. Yeah. Um, the, the heist, like, the whole once you kind of know that, like, okay, they're going to steal this money, uh, the movie got really fun for me. Like, there's, like, a nice, like, probably, like, 20-minute kind of midway point where it's everybody's getting something, whether it's, like, mm-hmm. getting fingerprints from this guy or... Yeah, that you know. was that was very heist movie, and I, I liked that, too. Yeah, there's the, you know, they, they have to get a fake bank vault to practice on. There's a scene with a little remote control car that's really cute. Uh, they're all practicing driving to see who can actually, like, do what they need to do. Like, all of that see, stuff. See, I remember all fun. this. Yeah. Because it's really fun. Yeah, yeah totally. This is what I remember. This is the movie that I watched. I don't remember all the other stuff you were talking about. Well, because and then you have all the like the characters themselves get to interact. Yeah. And it's it's fun to have those really different strong personalities from different movies now 
mismatched together. And all that stuff worked pretty well, I thought. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then you have a pretty neat scene where The Rock and Vin Diesel fight. Yep. And it's like a five-minute scene of them fist fighting. And he's like, I, I, well, this isn't that part, but my favorite part <laughs> is... <laughs> Sorry, I just thought of this part, so I'm going to talk about it. Um, I love when... Well, it's another Vin Diesel and Rock scene, but when... Um, they were just hanging out at the street race and The Rock shows up and tries to arrest him and Vin Diesel's like, this is Brazil! <laughs> and everybody pulls <laughs> guns and he's like, you can't take me. And it just, The Rock is like, you're right, I can't take you, but I'm going to. And it's just, I really like that part. It's ridiculous. <laughs> and it's just funny. This is Brazil. <laughs> Brazil! And then like a bunch of women come out and like dressed with the, the giant feathers and just shake their butt. <laughs> yeah, that happens. That happens in my version of the movie. Okay. <laughs> yeah. The uh, But yeah, they do fight, and that's great too. Well, and the Brazil aspect is also really fun. Yeah. Because it's, it's shot in Brazil in, uh, I guess, Sao Paulo? Maybe? Whatever the big city in Brazil is. Um, and it's... Ooh. They use the city well. Um, there's an early scene where they're running away from the FBI, and they're like... It's that same, like, this, the way the houses are, where they're, like, kind of a whole bunch of, like, really small houses up on a hill. I'm sure it's called something. Uh, but the Hulk did the same thing, the one with, or the Hulk, whichever one, the one yeah, with Edward Norton. the one with Ed Norton. Yeah, where, where they they're, really... like, jumping from roof to roof. And yeah. And in it's... and out of apartments and... Yeah, and it's cool looking. I don't know how they actually managed to get away when it's three of them and one of them is pregnant, but, you know. Uh, it's cool and it's fun and it's different and it feels... Like, they decided to set it somewhere else and really make the most of that setting. So I did appreciate that. Uh, I appreciated the punching, as I said. Um, Yeah, and it was having Dwayne Johnson in there also bumped it up, I think, considerably. Because he's such a good screen presence. Uh, Comes in, they have, and I, you know... You understand his character is kind of a straight-shooting FBI agent. Um, So he's got his job. He's not the bad guy. He's kind of your villain because you're technically supposed to be rooting for the Fast and Five gang or whatever they're called. Uh, But they they set that up well. There's a couple of different storylines going on at once. It all comes together. Yeah, it uh, it was much more cohesive and enjoyable for that, I thought, compared to the others. I will take that as a victory for myself. It should be. You should indeed feel victorious on this one. I enjoyed it. I did really enjoy watching it. Huzzah. Exactly. Christine, what about you? I liked it, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) I don't really remember a lot of it. Um, Like I said, the setup, I don't really remember. I remember uh, them getting ready to do the heist, and and then I actually kind of remember them doing it. There's a fake out. Yeah, it's pretty fake out. I, which I enjoyed. I kind of thought that they were setting something like that up, but yep. I didn't overthink it, and it was really fun. Yeah. Um, I didn't understand um, Chris Hemsworth's wife and Vin Diesel's relationship. I thought it was really slapdash. Oh, yeah, I agree. No, it was because, yeah, it definitely was because it falls apart in the next one anyway. Well, it okay, has so to, we'll based on the ending of this movie. Yeah. Um, I didn't understand that, and I couldn't Sometimes I get hung up on things. I know that's kind of shitty, but sometimes I get hung up on things, and I got real hung up on that. 
Like, I don't understand this. Like, I didn't get, like, I kind of got the, you know, it's the whole straight cop chasing somebody when, and that person that they, they're just chasing them as a cop, and they, you know, that person does something to prove they're not a bad guy, basically. Yeah. So then instantly it clouds your understanding of, you know, am I supposed to catch this guy? Clearly, you know, he could have killed me and he didn't. But then they sort of try to make it into a romance, but yeah. they don't. But then at the end, you're like, oh, okay, I guess that's where that went. Yeah, it just, it was weird and needed like one more scene or something. But I mean, as far or, as these these go, I did like it. Yeah. Um, if I, I, I mean, at this point, I'd have to. I think I'd have to rewatch all of them to put them in order. Yep. But this this one does stand out as is one of the better, more enjoyable ones for me. Yeah, I would um, say this for me was the most enjoyable of all of them. Yeah. So I, I I really don't remember how it ends. I don't. I haven't watched the next one. That's out, right? That's something I could watch. Yes, six is okay. We'll cover uh, it eventually. I don't. I don't. I don't know. I feel like there's like a void in my brain for certain things, um, and I this happened with one of them. I can't remember which one it was. I was like, I don't remember a lot of it. I should rewatch it, and then I still didn't remember the same <laughs> thing. So I don't know if it's gonna help. Um, but yeah, I if it was on cable. Or something, I wouldn't turn it off. I would get yeah. stuck watching it, absolutely. And this, uh, this one, I think you could do that easily, just because it's pretty it's... light and just enjoyable, just in terms of there's a lot of action. Because, to me, this is an action movie. The rest of them are kind of car movies, mm-hmm. where the action is so car-based, and because I have a hard time following the car stuff, I'm really not invested, and I don't find it interesting to watch. Whereas yeah. this one, you also had... Chase, foot chases and shootouts and fist fights and again those are the things that appeal to me in an action movie so that's why this one I think appealed to me so much more awesome yeah. Erica do you have any closing thoughts on it um, not really because I just love this movie it's on TBS or USA or one of those all the time except for when yeah, I wanted if to look it, if I to had that, those channels I would get there would be many an afternoon wasted yeah, like why did I watch like, that again? Oh, this is on. I'll watch this. Yeah, which I've done multiple times. So, yep. And now the next one is very kind of closely related to this one, correct? Like I'm guessing I, it like picks up right after type thing. Yeah, it, pick, it picks up very closely after. Um, and yeah, you explore that that end moment. Okay. All right, cool. Um, I've only seen that one once, though. Well, like one and a half times, because it was playing on HBO a lot, and I watched it on HBO once or twice, but um, not, like, paying attention to it. I have only watched it and paid attention to it once. Um, But it's still, like, I think it's on par with this one. Like, they they don't go backwards. Okay. It's the same writer, which makes me excited. Yeah. Because I feel like that is really something else that kept this one together for me was it was a significantly improved screenplay for me. Yeah. Uh, now that I'm thinking about it, I was kind of confused by the next one. I don't know. We'll talk about it when the time comes. Okay. That sounds good. So, ladies, should we rate it? Absolutely. All right. Yeah. Quality of film. Um, <laughs> I'll go for me. I can't remember what I gave. Anybody remember what I gave the other ones? I can't. No, I don't I remember know. what I rate any movie. Um, my instinct is to say 6.75. Maybe seven. This is quality of film, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'll go eight point five. 
I'm going to go 6.5. Okay. Uh, quality of enjoyment of life, I would go, for me, a solid 7.25. That's such an exact number. I know. <laughs> I said solid because I was going to say 7. I'm like, no, it's a little more than a 7. 7.25. Because oh. I, wouldn't, I would never put this on again, but if this was on, I would have it on in the background. Yeah. Until an episode of Law & Order SVU came on. Then I would switch to that. Um, I, I pretty... Would I'm pretty active in watching this, so I'm gonna go nine. Nothing wrong um, with that. Nine is, I think, completely valid. Wow. <laughs> I'm gonna say seven, which seems a bit high as I say it, because I don't, don't remember a lot of it. But I didn't. There was one we watched. I maybe it was two. No, no, it wasn't no, two. Like two. Two was the kind of dumb one that we. Then maybe liked. it was four that I could stay awake during. Um, it was felt like that. I didn't keep nodding off or anything. Already, I can't remember anything about four. Yeah, I, one one of them I liked two a lot because it was absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, two is just kind of like dumb fun. Um, but I will say seven um, because, like I said, I would I would absolutely watch it if it was in front of my face. Fair enough. Wow, it's bugging me now. I can't remember anything about four. I can't either. It's so. the uh, it's the that's <laughs> one. Oh no, wait, that's two. It's the one. <laughs> wait, I can't even remember now. Oh, no. we did this to you. You did. We you your memory. <laughs> I had it like two minutes ago. I was like, I'm not even going to tell them because we're just going to waste time talking about it. The only thing I remember about it was uh, there was the bad guy who faked who he was. That's all I remember about it. That was, yes, that one means Yeah, and the tunnel. Lot. It's the tunnel drive. It's okay, the, yeah, the, that the was the nap time one. Was there two tunnel drives? Yeah, there's two tunnel drives. Right. The, there's going in and then there's coming back out at the end. Yeah, Emily, Jesus. That makes sense. <laughs> Where they're, they're trying to bring down the heroin importer. It's the Mexico one with the border. Uh, that one I don't. I yeah, don't. that if, one. I'll go back and listen to what I gave that. Probably not anything that high. I hope I didn't give it anything that high. If I can't remember, you gave it a twelve. Oh, damn I was it. so confused. I suck. All right, so why don't we take a quick break? We're going to come back and talk about Step Up Bowling. Imagine me and you. I do. I think about you day and night. It's only right to think about the girl you love. So happy together If I should call you up Invest a dime And you say you belong to me And lose my mind Imagine how the world could be So very fine So happy together back because now we get to do Emily's favorite part of the show where we talk about step up all in <laughs> so how great was this movie how great was it uh, I feel like that's what the next 30 minutes are going to be us going it was so good oh I, was, I could do that for more um, than 30 minutes it was really good um Emily I told you that like I have to get up super early for work I have to get up at 6 30 um, <clears throat> so I don't ever sleep anymore. Um, and the only time I could see this before the show, before we recorded, when we thought we were recording when we were, was I had to go directly from work. And I said, oh, this is going to be, this is going to be awful. I'm going to die. 
I'm not I'm going to fall asleep. I, I'm so angry about this. I wish there was a better time for me to see this. I got in the theater. I was such a grump during the trailers. I was like, oh, it's going to be so fucking miserable sitting with somebody that had never seen them, wasn't really into it, just mm-hmm. there for moral support. Like, I'll go with you. No, you shouldn't have to go alone. Um, only people in the theater. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it starts. And I was like, this is the best fucking yep. movie. Yep. Yep. <laughs> How long did it take you to say that? How long? Um, maybe five minutes. Yeah. Because the, the opening credits are so great because it's a montage of but the opening stupid shit. Is a lot, like, you wouldn't understand the opening credits that much if you hadn't seen the fourth one, right? Most, yeah, I, I guess so. So let's okay, so I hadn't seen the fourth one. You did not see the fourth still. one? Mm-mm, still haven't. Okay, so let's I do... I don't think you need the fourth one to understand the opening credits. Yeah, because they Ooh, don't actually say aren't the that guys they're... from it. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't even recognize them until they yeah, started talking. I would agree. The only one I, I'm like, I think that was the main guy from four, oh, but the rest of them was I in didn't my remember. head. I'm like, why is this funny? Why are they doing this? I'm I'm supposed to know who these people are, right? Because no, it doesn't I, make any sense. But then if you're I know. just like, no, this is just funny. It's just funny because of the things they have to go through for ad- auditions. And besides the point uh, that, like, one of the only issues I had with it is that. Twitch, who I love, that's his, like not his character name. Well, his real name is Stephen Boss, but he goes by Twitch from So You Think You Could Dance, who was in three. And uh, Emily, I think we had this conversation when we left, and I still don't know the correct answer. Oh, I, I didn't look it up. But I don't think he's in four, and he's with the two guys from four and part of the cr- dance crew from four. And I'm like, I think they just wanted to put him back in this movie, but couldn't they have found a better way than just Because then they should have brought him into in? the. Uh, Moose Gang, basically. Right. Um, let me see which step sense. up he was in. He was in step. No, he was in Step Up Revolution. He was. Yeah, he was also in Step Up 3D. So maybe. Oh, so oh, oh, you know what I think it was? He was probably in three when they go down to Florida, and they even say like some guys came from New York. He was probably one of them. So why don't? Okay, I'm gonna oh, give a quick because okay. I did this because I went to see it with with Erica and Brienne, and then I went to see it again. I took Jason Fozzie to see it because he'd never seen any. I'm like. You just have to come see this one. I'm like, I'll give you a recap of all of it. It'll be fine. So for those who haven't seen a step-up movie, just to really quickly recap the whole franchise. Let me see if I can do it in like under three minutes. Okay. In step-up, it's set in Baltimore and people dance and Channing Tatum dances and he falls in love with a rich girl and they dance together and nobody really cares. The only thing that matters is Channing Tatum's like foster sister is named Camille and she's little and cute and also likes to dance. I'm sorry, Emily. I know you're trying to do this, but... We, I, I have a big problem with what's going on right now. In what way? Camille gets introduced in the fucking first one and doesn't show up in the second one at all. No, yes, she does. She does? Uh, no, wait, no, wait, oh, damn I it. just watched the first one and the second one. You're right, she's not in two. I remember, Erica, you and I had a problem with that, too. We were like, why isn't Camille in this, it, like, Andy in this movie? Yeah, it didn't make sense. Yeah, it does seem weird that it, they skip her in part two. I agree. Yeah, Andy's but, like, character should have just been, been the character of Camille. Yeah. Thank you. I got really confused. Oh, I, no, 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 I agree with that. When yeah. Camille shows up in the first one, I was like, geez, I don't remember Camille being in this. I don't think she's in the second one, though. And no, then watching she's not. the second yeah. one, I'm like, no, she's totally not. So she just ends up in the third one. And did they never comment on the fact that she was. She lived with Channing Tatum? They never comment on that, do they? No, but the fact that she knows Moose in the third one. 
I think kind of implies that they all dance together and stuff. I guess. Sorry, I didn't mean to, to derail you, but this is my big problem with this franchise. <laughs> I under, no, I agree. I think a fan edit should reinsert Camille in part two, and it would oh then you have it like totally cohesive from beginning to end. Okay, I'm sorry. Please continue. That was rude of me. Oh, that's a, no, no, no. So that's the point. Yeah, is that Camille is then the person you meet back up with in part two? Uh, because because Channing Tatum comes back in part two just to talk to Andy. But we never established that they knew each other. But then I guess it's like, oh, she was also his foster sister. Uh, yes. So Same. Andy in part two is kind of, again, your wrong side of the tracks kid who dances. And she dances and meets up with Moose, who becomes the most important character of all time, uh, in Baltimore. And they all just dance together. And there's a whole bunch of other wacky dancers in part two. Um, part three, we follow Moose to New York where him and Camille go to college at NYU. Him and Camille end up as a couple at the end. Uh, While there, Moose also meets up with a bunch of dancers. Move on to part four, where we forget everybody for a while, and instead we take, like, one character from three who goes down to Florida and meets up with boring Ryan Guzman. I need to... What is Ryan Guzman's character's name? Sean. Sean, okay. Your your token, uh, forgettable, good-looking white guy. Isn't he so boring? Oh, my God, he's so boring. And he's supposed to be Spanish, but he's the whitest Spanish guy ever. Uh, so Sean heads a dance crew uh, and, called The Mob, and they're trying to save their town, and they save their town at the end of the movie. Moose comes back to help them. Now everybody's friends. And at the very end of part four, spoiler alert, Christine... Okay. But it's not because you knew it from this movie. Should I stop no, listening? No, 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 you should listen because they, they say it in this movie, so it doesn't matter. The end of part four, Sean's crew, the mob, gets a deal with Nike to film a commercial. Uh-huh. And that's where yeah, we start. At the beginning of part five, we are starting with Sean and his friends and his crew, the mob, are in L.A., they have earned, we find out from one line that they have filmed their Nike commercial, but after taxes and split between 11 people, they don't have that much money left. That's a really good point. Yeah. People forget about taxes, everybody. They're very important. Uh, so now you have Sean, his crew. They're really dejected because they keep getting – they can't get any audition because every time they go in for an audition, there's this one guy whose name is uh, – what's the name Jasper? of the bad guys? Jasper. Uh, Jasper, who's like this like tiny little dancer uh, who keeps getting jobs. So they're dejected. Sean's friends go back to Florida. They leave him there. So, But Sean meets up with Moose. He gets a job working for Moose's grandparents' dance studio, which is amazing. And we'll talk about that. And then there's another competition. So Sean rallies up Andy from part two and Moose and all these other characters from all the movies. And they form their own crew. And then they all go to Las Vegas. And it's amazing. Well, technically, Moose rounds up Andy. Sean doesn't know Andy. True. Yes, and that is, uh, okay, so let's talk a little bit. So we all agree that Sean is a really boring, a terrible actor, right? Yes. Yes. Now, he was on Pretty Little Liars. Yes. Uh, He was Arya's kind of uh, boyfriend, briefly. Nothing much came from it. It wasn't very exciting as a storyline. Except that Brienne is convinced that he's A. Which would be awesome, and I'm totally (laughs) on board for that. Uh, He's really, really boring, like, as an actor, he has, there's the scene where uh, Andy, like, where they're all going out, and Andy's like, we're going out, so whatever you want to do. And it's, like, this, like, minute of him trying to make up his mind, but it's really uncomfortable to watch because you realize how bad of an actor he is. Like, his face just does, like, three things, and then he's like, 
wait, I'll come. But it's just this amazing moment of just uh, really, really awkward acting that's kind of notable. So I had to mention that. Uh, now, Andy. Andy is from part two, Brianna Evigal, yeah. uh, who is in a whole lot of horror movies. She yeah. was in, and I say this every time to everyone, she was in that episode of Fear Itself that I think it was um, Dan Lynn Bowsman's episode. That would make um, sense because she's been in a couple of his films. Called New Year's Day about a zombie thing that I thought was the coolest thing I had ever seen. And I was super excited that she was in it. I've never watched Fear Itself, but I would, uh, I we, would watch we, that episode. We had half an episode where we discussed it and went episode by episode through... Um, What's that other show Master's that's not Horror. Fear Itself? Yeah, that one. And we talked about Fear Itself. I, it used to be streaming. I used to be able to find it. I can't find it anymore. Okay. But she's in that. And I really love her. I think she's fantastic. She has a really great... Uh, I don't want to say... Pre- it's not presence. It's just like her kind of... She has this great like smoker's voice. She has yeah. a yeah. really deep husky voice for someone that's really like little and small. And there's something I think really kind of like just sexy about her. And I've seen her in a couple of movies. I think she she was in that Tiger movie, Burning Bright. She was in um, A Mother's Day. She was in uh, the other Darren Lynn Bowsman musical that wasn't Repo. That like Devil's Carnival movie. I wish that you had seen my face. I just made a face that was so confused. Oh, no, it's called The Devil's Carnival. Yeah, I remember it. I remember it now. it's, It's weird. Um, but she's just kind of like a, I think a fun person to have in a movie because she has that sort of like chip off her shoulder type uh, charisma, I guess. Yeah. That being said, I think she's the least talented dancer in this movie. <gasps> oh, no, yes. I went there. Okay, the scene where Sean meets her and they dance in the fashion shoot, which is so awesome because it's a fashion shoot and they're dancing. But like all she's doing is shaking. That's right? a terrible scene, though, with all due respect. No, it's an amazing scene. There's, like, a fashion model on a swing. There's, like, mannequins. It makes, there's hats. It makes no sense. There's so it's, much hat stealing in this movie, by the way, that it's so great. It's a really wonderful scene. I don't it's understand. It's a great scene. It's just that I think her dancing is, like, where you're, like, yeah, sure. All right, so you think that's a wonderful scene. Do you also think when they go to the sign graveyard and dance on that <gasps> Tilt-A-Whirl? Oh, my think God. That's Erica scene? went to the bathroom at that scene, Christine. I didn't oh, see that. I, I wish was I could so, have been like, you, no, baby. Erica, something's going to happen. And then when we watched it, when I watched it's it with awesome. Jason, during that scene, we were both just, like, giddy. And, I, like, afterwards, I looked at him, I'm like, Erica went to the bathroom during that scene. And he was just like, oh, my God. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'll see oh, it eventually. I I don't think you missed anything. What? I that seems oh my god, true. let me set this up. They're at, like, so they're wandering around Vegas, Sean and Andy, and they come upon this, like, amusement park that's closed. But no, it's this, not. It's the sign graveyard. Well, it's the sign graveyard, but then they go on, like, there's, like, one of those rides. It's, like, the, um, uh, it's not, like, a, what is it? It's, it's like, a, the scrambler, the yeah, social yeah, yeah. kind of thing. But yeah. there's a guy, like, a security guard sleeping in the operation booth. I thought it was the ride operator. It it made no sense. Logically, none of that scene made sense. But it's sense. so great because he, he wakes up and he sees these two dancing and he smiles and he turns the ride on. It's so great. Yeah, because everybody in this movie is all about on. promoting dancing. He could have killed them. No, he <laughs> maybe, knew. Maybe he was trying to. <laughs> I, that's how I want to read that's it. That's a great horror spinoff. That's See, why he Emily, smiled. You- you really like in three the moose and Camille 
um, dance. Oh, the dancing on the street where everybody's complaining because they're like destroying New York property. I love that scene. I hate that. What? Oh, Christine. What? (laughs) Is it because the realist in you thinks if they were doing this, I'd be really annoyed? Yes. I don't like nonsensical dancing. I like when they're, this is a fucking competition. You dance. (laughs) That's what I like. Oh, see, that's like the thing about these movies. The these dance. movies are musicals just see, with dancing instead of uh, and, songs. And when it embraces that, and I know that's your argument for three, and I completely understand, but when it embraces that reality, I am immediately out. I do not like Which, it when it You know what, that. though? I think that just speaks to the like one of the differences between you and me as film fans. I love musicals, and I love a musical where somebody just breaks out into song and everybody knows the steps. That's just something that I grew up with that I... I just gravitate towards and that's why I love this one and you're right three and five I think are the ones that really embrace that part four most of the dancing is very we're doing a mob scene right now part two most of the dancing is we're two characters that are dancing so we dance but yeah three and five I think have that kind of fantasy element of just bonkers we live in this world where anybody can dance at any point and it's okay and for me that's what makes three and five amazing is that they're so ridiculous and you just throw any sense of reality and what other people would do right now out the window and you just watch pretty people dancing and doing amazing things with their bodies and it's so good it's so good (laughs) uh so let's talk about some of the other characters in the movie so we have moose uh-huh. Can we talk about how Moose is a, an adult now and it's kind of weird? It's but kind of, it, is, it is strange. He grew up in this movie. He's all tan. He looks good. Like, he, he's good looking in this movie. He's, like, he's still kind of, like, that particular, like, kind of, like, geeky look. But he's actually, like, a good looking guy in this movie. He has chest hair. It's weird. He does. And he's really tan. But he lives yeah. in L.A. now, so it makes sense. Yeah. And so Moose now is living with Camille. Which is adorable. Which is so cute. And I think is handled so well. Because mm-hmm. you have, amongst all of this fantasy dancing, you have this realistic young people relationship. And I love how the movie treats her because they don't make her the shrewish, oh, you have a job, you can't go doing this crazy dance competition. They have her blatantly say, of course I want you to do this. I, I'm not that girl that would say that. Like, you love doing this. I want you to be happy. So it's really sweet. Um, and she does get to dance at the end because I was kind of sad that she didn't I- dance. I actually hate the way they handled Camille in this. Why? Because it, it, they did do that. Like, she, why can't she dance, too? She was a fucking dancer, too. Why can't she dance? Why does it have to be Moose that goes and dances? And then when she clichédly shows up to see him and sees him kissing somebody else, freaks out and runs back to L.A., and he has to go and get her so that she can come back and dance in the background of the final thing. She doesn't have that desire and drive that yeah. Moose does, though, which I feel Ugh. like was well established. And she established, established that so well in three, where she then says, why did like, they, why I did like they... doing this, but this is this is what you do. Like we're why did they way. super play up how like left out she felt? Well, because she's because when she sees she him dancing, kissing somebody, that's really upsetting. And even yeah. though, and like she says right away, she's like, I know, I know, it didn't mean anything, but it was just really hard to see, which I think is a valid feeling to have. All right, it's fine. We can agree to disagree on Huh? I will not tolerate bad things I've said about this movie. I have a few others to say, too. I had one thing that I really didn't like. I I just don't think, for me personally, I see what you're saying. I wanted more from that. I thought they copped out a little bit. I thought it could have 
it, I get that it was Moose's story, his journey, then cut back on the Camille stuff if you're going to do that. Don't have her be so forefront and not use her. As a dancer, that's all I'm saying. Okay. I mean, I think there is even something to... Because I, I think this even plays into the bigger story. Because when Moose says, I have... When Camille sees him, Camille runs away, and Moose says, guys, I have to go. And... Of course, Sean is like, no, you can't go. But Andy's like, no, go. This is this is more important to you. You do what's imp- what you have to do. And I think that's important to establish characters and different motivations. Mm-hmm. Because even though, I mean, one of the weaknesses, but again, I expect this in every step-up movie we've had, which is that the male lead is always really boring. Is, yes, that's, I think, a rule. Yeah, and it totally, I mean, look at every single one of these movies I think three might have been the closest just because I think that guy was a little bit of a better actor than the rest of them. But really, that's where I think these movies suffer. But again, eh, you expect it. But they do try to do that where Sean, his motivations are messed up because all he can think about is we have to succeed. We have to dance. And dancing is how we do that. So there is, they are trying to really establish the difference between him and Andy and that she can still understand what it means to, you know, be a person as opposed to a dancer, maybe. I got deep, man. I got really deep. <laughs> you did. Well, what, let me ask you what you didn't like. You said you didn't okay. like it. Um, it's a pet peeve of mine in general because I'm somebody that, uh, like, to me, in America, everybody in America pretty much at one point eaten cow, they've eaten pig, they've eaten anything. Uh, in other countries... That's disgusting, and you would never do it. So the scene where they're eating dinner at Moose's grandparents, and they're like, these meatballs are really good. They're like, oh, they're goat. And Andy and Sean are like, ooh, oh my god, goat. Really? Like, that just felt like a a joke that was aimed so low that, like, ew, goat meat. But in most places in the world, they eat goat. It's pretty good. So that's I can I can agree with you on yeah, that. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't like particularly that. enjoy that scene. Yeah. Uh, however, Moose's grandparents. Delightful. Oh, God, they were so great. They were adorable. They were so cute. And I'm guessing, like, I love, first of all, that they never say where they're from. They just keep referring to it as the old country. But And they talk about the European dance championships, but they never say what country they're from. And I like to think it's like some fictional, like, fairy tale country in Europe. I liked that. Uh, I think that the whole setup of them running this dance academy was maybe an homage to Strictly Ballroom. The way that was handled, maybe. I don't know for sure, but it felt like it. Uh, And I felt, and now I don't know if you ladies, Christine especially, agree. Did you feel a lot of parallels to the Muppets Take Manhattan? Not a lot, but I, I get what you're saying with that. Yeah, because you have the, uh, obviously the scene where they all leave Sean, and it feels like the scene in the diner where they all leave Kermit. The the frog is staying moment where Sean, yeah. of course, has to stand on, like, look over the balcony and look at the town. And you have the grandparents and the scene they have with the, um, where they, like, give him, like, a look, the talk. It feels so much like the people's is people scene in the diner. Yeah. So I, for that reason alone, like, the whole movie, I'm like, this is Muppet's Take I just met a girl who, um, her yearbook quote was that. People's that, is people's? Yeah. Aw. That's really funny, right? I was like, you're a surprisingly awesome girl that I just met. That's pretty damn cool. <laughs> um, I can see the parallels. I plan on watching this again, so I will look for that. 
Now, did either of you see it in 3D? Erica, I know you didn't see it in 3D. Christine? No, I didn't. I did. Okay. Uh, Christine, talk to me about your thoughts on the 3D. I liked it a lot. I thought it was really... um, This movie... I'm trying to get my thoughts together so I don't ramble. Like, the second one, as I've said, really set the mold for what these movies were to become. And the second movie excels at something that the first movie just fucking blew at it, which is showing a full body dancing. Yeah. Um, and not cutting away so yep. I can see this cool thing. So the second one did that and embraced that. Um, and subsequently all of them have done that. But this one I felt like really nailed it, like long, uninterrupted, very lush sequences that were aided by the 3D. Yeah. They, the 3D really give every give it more of a sense of movement. Everybody had a place. Like it was really, really vibrant, um, especially in that final, you know, oh, their final, final dance, dance thing. Yeah. <laughs> the I I think I was jaded because I feel like the 3D in part three was done like in a way that I'd never seen before. I that at one point that was the one people went to like. I haven't seen any good movies in 3D except, except Step, for up. Step Up 3D. Yeah. Because it really, yeah. and I, I do think this one, it, it was effective during, like, I think the final dance scene, it really worked. But the rest, I don't know, for me, like, the flying hats actually made me jump a little bit, not going to yeah. lie. Uh, but yeah, so I was, uh, I don't know, I guess I was a little less impressed than you, but I think it's just because I really loved the 3D in part three. I don't. I don't um, remember the three D three that much. I I know it was good, and I know at the time it was still like probably the best three D yeah. I had seen. Yeah. And for a while, I think it was the best three D I had seen. I mean, for me, it still is. I suppose um, Avatar was revolutionary and stuff, but it was no step up three D. I think at this point, I don't like seeing things in three D, and I usually opt out yeah. if I have a two D option. Um, I would have actually seen this in in two D, but. The way the theater I was showing them was, I would have had to wait like another two hours yeah. to see it in two D. So I was like, I'll fucking just say, I was, and I paid for Zach to go with me because mm-hmm. I felt bad. I didn't think that, so I end up laying down like thirty some yep. thirty five bucks for the like. I don't even know if I want to see this, and it was so good. <laughs> Halfway through it, I was like, I would pay this money again. Oh, do you want to so see glad it again I right after twice, this? Because it didn't do that well in the states, which none of them really did. They've yeah. all done better overseas. So I feel like, no, I'll give it more money. Keep making these movies, please. Um, yeah, I thought the um, the 3D looked really effective. I thought it was good. Yep. Um, yeah, I was really happy. Other characters of note, we have the Santiago twins. Yep. Who I don't really like, but was super happy to see them oh, come back. I love them. They're so fun. They remind me of, like, the Weasley twins in Harry Potter, only they dance. <laughs> and, I mean, I, Erica knows how excited I was, because as soon as I realized the bad team had twins and they were women, I was like, oh my god, oh my god, there's going to be a twin-off. There's going to be a twin-off. And there was a twin-off at the end. Spoiler yeah, alert, that, there's a twin-off. No, that was cute. That was really cute. I was so, like... Because when we went to see it, we went at, what, like 10 a.m. on a Sunday, Erica? Yeah. And, like, the three of us, as soon as the, the first dance battle happens, and, like, when they were twins, I know, like, me and Brianne were both like, oh, there's twins! There's twins! Because when you have <laughs> twins in dancing, you know they're going to do shit with it. Uh, the bad team also had the double-jointed guy. Yeah. Man, that was kind of cool. Really disturbing, but cool. Like, that scene at the end, that in 3D was actually really unsettling. (laughs) 
Um, the let's talk about the wardrobes in the movie, the clothing. Uh, let's talk about Andy's choice of clothing in the movie. Dancers have a weird sense of style, though. We went to Fordham. We know that. That's true. That's really true. It's all they about, wear, like, like They wear, like, weird layers because, like, this knee is bad and they have to keep it warm, but this one works better when it's right. cold. And, like, they, they do a lot of weird things. And, yes, Andy wears a lot of very strange layers. Right. So they'll wear, like... A, a half shirt that has the print of a black bra on it, but then it's open in the back and underneath is a black bra. Yeah, that, that outfit was was really challenging for me. I didn't know how I felt about it. I'm sorry that her clothing challenged you. It challenged me. Uh, what I love, too, was the scene where um, they're getting ready for their battle against the mob. Uh, and so they're, like, getting ready for it. And it's, like, it's taken so seriously. But... Um, Wait, what was the, uh, oh, Elementrix, which I don't understand what that name means. Do they explain it, or they just put letters together? Well, isn't it, isn't it a play on, like, it's, ele- like, it's elementary, maybe, like, they're I dancing, like, so. that's how I took it. I guess, I just wasn't sure if there was something more to it, if, like, the letters meant something, but I guess not. But so Elementrix and Sean. My are, question was, how did everybody know how to say it? Right, that, and like, how to spell it. Because it was. I would have needed somebody to explain it to me. Yeah. <laughs> so, but they're like lining up to get ready to go in. And so Sean is standing next to his um, old best friend, uh, whose name I can't remember. Um, but so they're like ready to go in. And like, he's like, I can't believe we're doing this, man. We used to be best friends. But as he's saying this, he's like tying his bandana. And Sean's wearing this like weirdo carnival-esque outfit and it's just so great because it's everybody plays it so earnestly but they look so ridiculous and then they dance off and it's great uh we have to talk about um vlad because not only do we have a twin off we have a robot off well, which was cute oh, oh my God, it, was so it great. really was i couldn't remember who, who vlad was now i do oh vlad the human robot who this is the first movie where i realized how good looking he is oh, yeah. oh he's very good he's a handsome <laughs> handsome man and very tall uh, and they use him so well in this because they they don't let him talk the whole movie. And then something else that's really cool is they never show him regular dancing. But then at the very end, which stay for, stay for the credits, people, because they do outtakes. And they and like it's not even outtakes; it's also like cutscenes, I guess. But like it's him dancing, like actually dancing, dancing, and he's just as good a break dancer as he is a robot dancer. Yep. Uh, we should talk about Jenny Keto. Who was introduced in part two, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, who is the really enthusiastic um, uh, native Chinese dancer. Yes. Who, the best part about my viewing experience the second time around, when we went to see it, uh, the theater was, like, actually kind of full for a Thursday night. And there were a lot of, like, <coughs> old teenagers there. And in one scene where, like, she's kind of wacky and does her thing, somebody in the back of the movie theater shouted i love asian people <laughs> okay which i thought was great but it was jenny keto's fun there's a whole uh another little subplot is between chad who is the ballroom dance teacher at moose's grandparents place and uh chad is what, what how, kind of like your pepe Le Pew like character mm-hmm. who's got it for uh 
one of the girl dancers, but like he's like really over, overly ridiculous about how he pursues her, and he's awesome and funny, and I loved him. I forgot about him until you brought him up. Yeah. Oh, how could you? He has the break I, dancing scene. I do love him. I just forgot. Fair enough. Uh, and probably the last like main thing to discuss because we can't ignore her, Alexa Brava. Oh, MVP of the movie. Oh, so good. I loved her. So. So the move, so the whole like main conflict is that there's a there's a dance competition sponsored by VH1, and the movie even makes a joke about VH1 and like, haha, yeah, we watch VH1, um, and it's called the Vortex, and it's like kind of like a gladiator like thing only with dancing, and the host of it is Alexa Brava, who is essentially Effie Trinket from The Hunger Games. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, she has these r- ridiculous outfits and talks ridiculously. And she's amazing, and she's played by the girl from Coyote Ugly, who apparently is drinking virgin blood because she hasn't aged a day in 15 years. It's all pretty super, I'd say. Uh, yeah. So, um, I'm just going on and on. Because I, I just agree with everything you're saying, so I'm just sitting here nodding. Christine? Um, yeah. I like everybody. It was ex- I told you it was exciting to see everybody. I clapped and... Yep. I was kind of glad I was the only person in the theater. Um, yeah, it was it was exciting to when they you know were driving around picking people up and Moose was like, I know this guy. Like I liked seeing everybody. I liked the group coming together. Um, Quite a few montages. It re- there was, and I I liked them all. I I really like for me that final dance. I mean, they had the boxing ring one. Which was pretty cool. Which I really enjoyed. I thought it was really good. The that dancing in this is, is, is fucking impressive. Yeah. They, the end battle where they show like the bad rival team, yep. they were so good. I was like, they're so good. What are they going to do? How are they going to beat them? So <laughs> then my favorite thing about two and probably, you know, the whole series in general is, is water dancing. I love when people dance yep. in water. Yes. I'm a child. So I said, I turned, I turned to my left and I said, oh, I love water dancing, but I don't think they're going to do any water dancing that's so played out. It's basically my internal monologue out loud. And then they did sand dancing, And they did oh, fire sand. dancing. I was so fire, excited yeah. about the sand because it kind of moves like water. It does. <laughs> and in 3D, um, it really does. Yeah, so that was really cool. I really, like, I could watch that last section over and over and over again it was so impressive and i'm so glad i saw it on the big screen in yep. three and in 3d it looked so fucking good it was just wonderfully shot this film was wonderfully shot it was yeah. beautiful it was pretty very pretty um we came home and watched clips from other ones and watched like and just kept talking about stuff it was just really exciting it was a really good experience um i did not like one aspect that no one's really or I thought it was like crazy the way it happened like when the main boring dude um wanted to pick the broad up like do a oh, lift oh the lift it was like dance rape it was really yeah, it was kind of uncomfortable yeah it yeah. really and I guess I did like it because they handled it like it was upsetting oh yeah he was basically violating her and it really made me maybe because i I like her much i got uncomfortable like dancing is all about like dancing with another person is all about trust like you think of what people do when they're dancing as a pair and it's 
like it, it is so much about trusting this person is going to lift you, is going to hold you, is going to catch you. And they establish that. And when like he's trying to do this crazy lift flip thingy with Andy and she's like, no, 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 I'm not, I don't want to do this. I have a bad knee. You know what? I just don't want to do this. And the way, and I think it does go into, it's a shame that he's just such a shitty actor because I think they do really try to do something with his character being so blind to the people aspect of his friendship and dancing mm. and that he's just like, no, we have to do this move to win. And she's like, uh, you know what? If we don't win, it's more, impo- it's more important that we're friends kind of thing. And even when like she comes back, it's like, I didn't come here for you. I came here for the group. Like I didn't come here to dance. I came here for the group. Like it's very, I don't know. I think they did try to put some of that humanity in there. It's just kind of a shame that he's really shitty. And then, of course, spoiler alert, they do the flip thingy, and it's pretty great. And it's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It was good. Uh, Everything works out in the end. I think we should probably give our grades, right, on a little bit of a time crunch. True, true. Uh, All right, quality of film. You go first, Emily. You want to do it. Oh, God. I I went for... 8.5. Yeah, uh, quality of film for me... What this movie tries to do and what it does, 8.75. I agree with Christine, 8.5. Okay. Uh, quality of enjoyment of life, 10. 9.5. <laughs> Nine. This movie's a 10 for me. This, this made me so happy for so many days. And talking about it again, I'm so happy again. Uh, my only complaint is when are they going to just do a master Blu-ray edition of the right? entire Step Up Everything? Yeah, it's not out there. There's like a British that's, one, but I don't even think they have special features. That's one of my complaints. They, they need to release them all in yep. like a really nice box set. My second complaint is, why wasn't this movie four hours long? Yeah. I yeah. just re- never wanted it to end. No, no. I could watch it on loop for days and still watch it on loop for more days after that. So good. Okay, so that was Step Up All In. Obviously I recommend, in case you can get our gist. Uh... Netflix recommends. Ladies, do you have them? Yes. I have one. Okay. Uh, Erica, what you got? Um, So the other day, my, well, my boyfriend's best friend and his wife had a baby and we went to go meet said baby. And then we're like, this is a little boring. What are we going to do now? Like, (laughs) she just, she sleeps. She's very, they don't do anything. She's cute and adorable, but she's four weeks old and she doesn't do very much. So we were like, let's see what's on Netflix. And this is a throwback. We watched the mighty ducks. Wow. (laughs) And it was really just fun to go back and watch it. Um, So I think everybody should go back and watch it because I'm super nostalgic and loved it. I missed that boat as a kid. I never watched it. Really? I wasn't a hockey fan. And I, I think either, I was like but... always kind of cold to sports movies that weren't about baseball or figure skating. So, Well, there's yeah, well, skating in there's it. There's a figure skater in it. What? Yeah, of it's a really have... good movie. Yeah. What? They have Emma, a figure oh, my... skater that, well, I think she might, is she in the second one? I don't know. Maybe. I get the two confused. Because I actually came home from watching the first one and started watching the second one and fell asleep. Um, but there's definitely a figure. It's There's a brother-sister figure skating team, and it's Pete, little Pete from Pete and Pete, and a chick. And he's like, if, I, it, like, if I'm figure, if you're making me figure skate with you, you're going to play hockey with me. And they join the Mighty Ducks. Okay, I got to watch it. Watch all three of them, because all three are enjoyable. I will do that. Christine. So that's my Netflix recommend. Oh, excellent. Good choice. Um, my Netflix recommend is um, I Am Divine. 
oh, documentary nice. about Divine, which I was supposed to see at South by Southwest um, two years ago, but got thrown up on and had to go home. Ugh. So I finally watched this, um, and uh, it was really good. Nice, nice. I've heard much good things said about it, but I have not, not sought it out yet. Yeah, it's enjoyable. I right. know Jim watch. Oh, good. Oh, yeah, I shall do that. Uh, mine is a new horror movie that was surprisingly well made, and it was called Antisocial. Has a really shitty generic box cover art where it's just like a girl holding an axe and it doesn't look like it's going to be any good. Um, it is kind of a Facebook horror movie where a social media, social networking site that's not Facebook but is Facebook um, essentially is causing a zombie virus, which sounds like a really stupid premise. Sounds like it's going to be handled really poorly, but movie just knows how to do it. It's really well made. Uh, first time director and he does such a good job. And it also, like, it's, you could tell it's made by a fairly young person because it, it understands how people talk and act when it comes to something like Facebook. So it doesn't feel like, I mean, maybe it would be dated in five years, but it feels exactly what a horror movie about Facebook would be. Uh, so I was really impressed with it. It's called Antisocial. It's a good little watch. Now, when we, um, we'll give a quick introduction of what we're going to cover because people plan ahead. Uh, two episodes from now, we decided we are all going to cover Gone Girl, the movie, and the book. And we are going to spoil the hell out of it. So yeah. just in case you're like, you want to, you need some time to read, everybody should read Gone Girl, I would say, right? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, that movie comes out October 3rd, so sometime in October we'll have that show. But the next episode, and Erica will join us for that one, the next episode that uh, Erica's welcome to join us for, but Christine and I will cover. Christine, you picked? Oculus. Yes, the new-ish evil mirror horror movie uh i decided to pair it i didn't really understand what oculus meant i thought oculus had something to do with like eyesight apparently it's something a little different but still i figured we talked about this movie a long time ago and i thought maybe it's a good one to cover how about we pair it with blindness blindness oh with um julianne Julianne moore Moore, mark ruffalo gosh i haven't seen that forever um yeah that's exciting all right so oculus and blindness will be the next two movies we cover uh, and with that said, I think we can agree everybody right now should find a dollar theater and go see Step Up All In. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Or write a letter to their congressman to make more Step Up movies. Both. Yeah. Uh, on that note, everyone, bye-bye. Bye. bye.
Surgery on your brain. <laughs>